are listening to Think Funny with Aaron Donnelly, Nate Sadler, and Matt Donnelly. For show notes and to check out Aaron's books, please visit AaronDonnelly.com. And now, the show that only thinks it's funny, the Think Funny Podcast. Welcome to the Think Funny Podcast. This is Aaron Donnelly. I am here with my co-host, Nate Sadler. Hey, everybody. And Matt Donnelly. Hello, guys. Okay, so Nate has a countdown he does every month, and it's really good and funny of top songs of like Hollow Notes, or this month is Yacht Rock top songs. But last month was Worst Songs of the Eagles. Nate went dark, and he had a hate countdown. <laughs> and so uh, I posted on how Nate had a love fest countdown and I with the Eagles, and I photoshopped his face onto Don Henley's face. Your face remarkably goes well onto Don Henley's head. <laughs> you know, I kind of thought the same thing. I, it fit a little too well. <laughs> I wish I had that hair. That's a quite like, the quaff of hair right? he's got. It's weird when you're photoshopping like that, because at first I was just laughing out loud. And then once you're like into it, like a half an hour, I'm just studying Nate's face intently in silence. <laughs> <You know? laughs> So, uh, yeah. I feel like I know the trouble spots when I'm photoshopping Matt's head. <laughs> that's, that's when you, you're a little too much into it. As if I photoshopped Matt's face so many times. There's one particular part in the lower left-hand corner that doesn't seem to photoshop right. So, <laughs> I think we need to abandon everything and just work on photoshopping each other's head, faces onto different heads. I'm game. <laughs> Where do we get paid? <laughs> the market is us three. Last week, we started a new segment, and we're going to continue it this week because we really liked it. It's the Week in History. Nate, do you want to give us another intro? This Week in History. <laughs> okay. So uh, what we're doing is we are picking uh, every day of this week and researching and getting back to you guys on interesting things that we found that happened in history during the week. Uh, this week is July 5th through July 11th. And we'll start off with July 5th. Well, it's uh, National Workaholics Day. I'm not sure how, if you're a workaholic how you celebrate that, but... Uh... <laughs> Take the day off. <laughs> Take the day off. <laughs> well, I thought that was interesting. And Nate, uh, I don't know. If, I, I didn't hear this one either. Um, I guess on on this date in 1989, uh, Rod Stewart knocked himself out during a concert. I hadn't heard that. Dancing around, I guess. <laughs> during the Wednesday night show, Stewart was moving about, cut a corner too closely, and slammed his head into a light fixture. He fell face forward to the floor and lay there as the guitarist took up the song, I'm Lost in You. The spotlight was taken off Stuart and he was helped off stage by crew members. About 20 minutes later, he returned, sorry about that, he told the audience. Then he continued the concert with Hot Legs. I got a Ted Williams. <laughs> Ted Williams died in 2002. But his head he, is still there. The Ted Williams head story is is so interesting. Is that true or is that just urban legend? It is true. Okay. They, they paid a company to freeze his head and his body, a part of his body at least. So his, <laughs> I'm just going to read. You just Google it and the articles are so funny just to read. The head is stored 
in a steel can filled with liquid nitrogen. It has been shaved, drilled with holes, and accidentally cracked ten times. (laughs) The body stands upright in a nine-foot-tall cylindrical steel tank also filled with liquid nitrogen. So then there's this whole book, this controversial book that came out about how Ted Williams' head has been abused (laughs) in the in the uh, laboratory oh, so man. he this guy that worked there claimed that ted williams frozen severed head that they would throw wrenches at it they tried to remove a frozen tuna can which was stuck to it <laughs> <laughs> apparently the lab would use tuna cans to prop the heads to have the heads stand up on something <laughs> And then here's a quote. Uh, the disembodied face is set in that awful frozen scream. Looked nothing like any picture of Ted Williams I've ever seen. So, uh, yeah, uh, his head is out there frozen and apparently getting uh, monkey wrenched and abused. They would take it out on their lunch break and play soccer with it. <laughs> here's the quote as to what happened. The, here's, here's him describing it. He's describing his coworker. He grabbed a monkey wrench, heaved a mighty swing, missing the tuna can completely, but hitting the head dead center. Tiny pieces of frozen head sprayed around the room. (laughs) Come on. He's a legend, people. I've got a great thing, guys, that's going to tie us into last week. Yeah. It was on this day in 1950 that actress Betty Davis (laughs) divorced artist William Grant Sherry. Don't know who he is, but uh, you got to look deeply into those Betty Davis eyes for a while. You know, her eyes are really spread wide apart. Betty Davis? Yeah. I think they're a little wider apart than than, uh, they should be. I was looking at her picture. Huh. I was Maybe trying to figure out why. <laughs> They're really not that great. I'd never Google image searched Betty Davis before. I was expecting better eyes for all the hype. They're pretty average eyes. <laughs> I think uh, Cal Ripken Jr. eyes could be a thing. I don't know if you ever looked at his eyes. Oh, yeah. I but, looked uh, deep into his eyes. <laughs> this is huh. for our listeners. This is a uh, callback from last week when we talked about Lou Gehrig's disease. And I said I thought that Betty Davis eyes could be a condition uh, that people had as well. Some people that are eyes are a little bit wider than they should be on their face. Yeah. And there's some people that, that are skinnier. Like yeah. a flounder. <laughs> They're so wide set. You can't look at them both at the same time if you're too close. We've got to back up a few paces. That, that was the grounds for divorce. I saw that Spam in 1937 was introduced by Hormel Foods. Uh, let's see. The company executive won a $100 prize that year in a competition to name the new item. This is in quotes. The meaning of the name is known only by a small circle of former Hormel Foods executives, but popular beliefs are that the name is an abbreviation of spiced ham. <laughs> oh. <laughs> why, is it, why is it some big secret? <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever actually had spam? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. think it's okay or horrible? I think it's okay. It yeah. feels like you're eating poverty. If poverty could be put into food form. <laughs> yeah. When weird. it comes out in that big big cylindrical block or rectangular should, block, that's kind of gross. There should be a name for the sound of spam coming out of a can. It's the sound of no money in a person's pocket. <laughs> it's the sound of failure. 1946, the bikini debuted it went on sale the bikini was named after the bikini atoll where they were doing nuclear testing i guess the thought was that the swimsuit would be as explosive as the nuclear bomb tested but i also heard that it was a sort of end times like the world's going to end anyway here's the bikini 
So let's show some skin because the world's yeah. going. Can you uh, imagine the first dude walking down a beach, the first guy to see a bikini? That was probably quite the feeling, <laughs> literally. Because before then, it was pantaloons. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, bloomers. It is weird when you go to the beach and girls are in bikinis because it it is essentially underwear. I don't know how to, how to describe this, but it doesn't titillate one like... <laughs> Like it might if a girl was in her underwear, but it is essentially the same thing. Why don't dudes get something for their upper half? (laughs) I had this thought on the last Disney cruise. They really need to come up with something to uh, mask or disguise a man's gut. Because every dude over 30 has some sort of weird gut. Well, I, of course, do the thing where I dig a hole in the sand and then put the blanket over it and then lay with my gut in the hole. I did that last week. <laughs> you you mentioned that once and I tried it and yeah, I like it. I love it. It's so comfortable. Elvis Presley recorded That's All Right Mama at uh, Sun Records in Memphis in 1954. Well, that's all right, Mama. That's all right for you. That's all right, Mama. Just any way you do that's all right. Froggy, this is uh, Billy Froggy Laughlin, who was in The Little Rascals, uh, was born. And the interesting, do you remember Froggy? Do you guys ever hear his voice? He talks like a frog. Yes. Kind of. Anyway, uh, at 16 years old, he was hit and killed by a truck while delivering newspapers riding a motor scooter. He had been given the scooter by his parents only two weeks earlier. He was riding double on the scooter and a friend driving it when his friend made a U-turn in front of the truck. So, Froggy had a a sad fate. Do you know what happened to the truck afterwards? I don't. It had to be towed. All right, July 6th. I see it was Sylvester Stallone's birthday. Huge fan. All the Rockies, Rambo. Maybe not Demolition Man might be one of the worst movies ever. Have you guys ever seen that? No. I should watch it now. No, don't. (laughs) And he look at it for whatever he is, 73. He looks great for 73. Yeah, absolutely. He's like the veiniest. Because old men get veiny anyway. Can you imagine seeing him up close? How veiny he must be by now. Do you have a, a list of most veiniest? I guess I've never <laughs> you're probably right, but never crossed my mind. I just feel like he would like lift a pencil and it would just be like the vein fest. Stop! Or my mom will shoot! I got July 6th, the day the clowns cried. Did you see this one? No. 1944, the worst tragedy in American circus history. Ringling Brothers tent catches fire and 168 people died. And uh, most of the people died as a result of trampling. Arson was suspected. Trampling or trampoline? (laughs) Trampoline. (laughs) Trampling. Emmett Kelly, you know that clown, Emmett Kelly? Does that ring any bells with you guys? He was there. He was like the famous clown in America for a long period of time. I don't know if Bozo usurped him or not, but anyway, he was there and there was a famous picture of him holding a bucket of water, carrying it, and he had his clown mask, shoes on and everything. And so that's what they called it, the day the clowns cried. When he threw the bucket of water, did a bunch of confetti come out? <laughs> Bring out one of those clown, one of those clown ambulances that they have. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Here's a weird one. Um, William D. Porter, the USS William D. Porter, is a first-class destroyer. It's commissioned. It accidentally launched a torpedo 
narrowly missing the USS Iowa, which had President Franklin Roosevelt aboard. The day before, it had accidentally dropped a depth charge near the Iowa, and so the thought, all the uh, captain and crew of that ship were arrested and investigated because they thought it was an assassination plot on Roosevelt. Did but- the ship get demoted to second class? July 7th. In 1456, Joan of Arc uh, was acquitted uh, in a retrial. Unfortunately, she had died 25 years before. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) It's classic Middle Ages for you. 1947 Roswell event. Famous, some say UFO crash, some say uh, weather balloon, and you've got a million theories in between. What do you say, Nate? I do think that was a UFO, just because I've seen several documentaries on it and they have some they don't really have first-hand witnesses anymore but they have a lot of kind of second-hand like the daughter of the guy who uh discovered it you know the guy that was holding up the stuff where they had a picture and they said it was a weather balloon because when they first put in the paper didn't they say it was a ufo they they retracted it it is the first time that sliced bread was sold Ah, uh, in and Davenport, time, Iowa. Yeah, that one, yeah. Ah. And uh, at the time, they said it was the best thing since wrapped bread. <laughs> and uh, not making that up. Nineteen twenty-eight. Oh, I had uh, the death of eighteen ninety-eight. I just like the name. The death of crime boss Soapy Smith killed out in the shootout on Juno Wharf in Alaska. Um, he gained notoriety through his prized soap racket in which he'd sell bars of soap with prize money hidden in some of the bars packaging in order to increase sales. However, through sleight of hand, he'd ensure that only members of his gang purchased the soap bars with money in it. <laughs> wow. How come yeah. I've never heard of this? That's a I great story. Either. Yeah. So he was killed in a shootout in Alaska. Soapy don't, Smith. We don't hear enough about Alaskan soap crime bosses. <laughs> True. Why isn't there a Netflix documentary on him? July 8th. Just by way of comparison, uh, July 8th, Major League Baseball sets a minimum salary for players of $5,000. Really? Uh, do you know what it is today? 2020? Ooh, 300. Five? No. Uh, I think it's in the millions. No, the minimum is 350. 560K. Whoa. Dang. They That's got the best, uh, best union in the world. Well, I had the Saddam Hussein assassination attempt in 1982 where he was in his car. And a bunch of guys surrounded him. A dozen gunmen surrounded him. And there was like a long all-day shootout, a four-hour firefight. Eventually, Saddam won. And then he basically took all of those guys and all of their families (laughs) and like executed them. And so uh, that was the basis for his grounds of execution. The executions were the primary charges for which he was convicted and and executed in 2006. So weird bit of irony there. Oh, I had the, uh, Nate, I think you'll like this. It's the July 8th, 1889, the last U.S. bare knuckle boxing match. Yes. Pugilistic (laughs) boxing. There's more archaic stuff that I love. Yes. I know. John Sullivan defended his title. So John Sullivan was the big heavyweight uh, bare knuckle boxer back then. And he was the first athlete to earn a million dollars. This was the most interesting thing I found about this was that Professional bare knuckle boxing was never legal under any federal or state laws. However, in 2018, Wyoming became the first state to legalize it. What a weird thing to, of all the things to have on the docket to legalize. 
Right. Of all things, a waste of time. You got one lone weirdo with a handlebar mustache trying to get that passed. (laughs) They have a big lobbying uh, effort for that one. They probably did something like, uh, what was that, that big ball they pushed during the time down the road for uh, Tippecanoe and Taylor 2? Uh-huh. They had the Salvation Army Band outside playing. Okay, July 9th. A little bit of interesting uh, trivia. Uh, There was a guy that paid off the U.S. national debt in 1795. Really? uh, By the name of James James Swan. Paid off the national debt. I can't even imagine that. This guy comes out, writes a check, national debt's gone. It was over $2 million. July 9th, 1993. Canadian Gary Hoy. He liked to demonstrate the tensile strength of his building's windows by running up against them and bouncing off. Oh, this. Uh, however, on this fateful day, the window glass popped out of the frame and he plummeted to his death from the 24th story. <laughs> can you imagine this being the people sitting there as he talks this up the whole time? And then it's like, no, no, I can, I do this all the time. I do this all the time. And then he's just gone. Wouldn't it be awesome to like, you're the person sitting there hearing the sales pitch about the windows. And as he's falling, you're like, I was going to buy them anyway. <laughs> Do you do you really need that to prove? Is that a big problem? People running straight through a window. People how many still does sad. it say how many stories he fell? Twenty four. Oh, couldn't so you have just had the first floor window? <laughs> <laughs> you had to go up to twenty fourth floor. Yeah. The Great Train Wreck of 1918. Now, if you're to have a title like that, you know it's going to be bad. Two trains collided near Nashville, killing 101 people. They were each traveling about 50 to 60 miles an hour. And they became a famous ACT question. If one train is leaving. 1962, Starfish Prime was the name of the operation. They tested the effects of nuclear bombs nuclear bombs in space both us and russia were at around that time testing because we thought was you know we talked about previously the van allen belts that surround the earth Mm -hmm. the thought was that if you uh if you detonated an atomic bomb in space the uh i guess radiation would travel through those van allen belts and you could target an area to essentially wipe out all communication like an emp um, all radar, all missiles, all that stuff, if you detonated it in the right place. And so that's why we were testing it. The Russians were testing it. Um, the two largest tests happened four days after the Cuban Missile Crisis. So it's like a very heightened time. On this one, nine satellites were destroyed in the process because it was like way, way more explosive and wide reaching than we thought it was going to be. Uh, and it was banned in 1963 because of concern over nuclear fallout and damage to the, the earth, basically. You know, the only Um, question I have about that whole thing you just said, why was it called Starfish Prime? That's awesome. I know. I just thought it sounded cool. Yeah. The only time that it's been done since then was 1979 and no one is taking credit for it. There was an explosion like that, but no one has admitted to doing it. So it's probably the Eagles, if I had to guess. That's about the time the Eagles broke up. 1877 first ever Wimbledon first lawn tennis tournament. I, you know, I'm not a big tennis fan, but I really don't understand why it's ever played on grass. It seems just, weird. It doesn't seem like a sport that should be played on grass. I, I don't I wonder if they it. ever tried to get basketball to be played on grass. <laughs> Somebody's blowing halftime. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, July 10th. I had uh, Coke in 1985, abandoned the new Coke and went back to the original formula. Our vending machine at work in 2008, after the flood, when I we were getting rid of stuff, our vending machine on the Coke button still said new Coke. Yes. The label behind it, there was like two labels, was a Max Headroom Coke one. And then the dill, I told your dillweed story two weeks ago to someone. Isn't it amazing? Um, I think it's in my office somewhere still. When mm-hmm. you were cleaning out your shop, you found it. Yeah. <laughs> and it expired in 1982. Yep. It's just not a popular condiment in a mechanic's shop. A lot of, not, not a lot of guys using dillweed, apparently. Surprisingly. We got Mr. Wizard uh, born in 1917. He and Bill Murray were the first guests on Late Night with David Letterman when it premiered. Mr. That's Wizard. Right. I always like Mr. Wizard's World. Mr. Wizard, if you go back and watch it, there's a there's a YouTube video called like Mr. Wizard's an A-hole. <laughs> and you see like how mean he is to certain kids. Just go find it. It's pretty good. July eleventh. I think I got I know the one that Nate is gonna love on July eleventh, probably. Oh yes, you do. The Aaron Burr Alexander Hamilton duel. Oh no, I haven't seen the play yet. Hamilton. Don't oh. Spoiler alert. Um, so, Vice President Aaron Burr mortally wounds former Secretary of Treasury Alexander Hamilton in a duel. Burr, while still vice president, was running for governor of New York, and Hamilton campaigned against him, and Burr uh, took offense and challenged him to a duel. Burr was charged with murder as dueling was illegal, but never brought to trial. So, there was much debate over the actual sequence of events during the duel. So I actually didn't uh, know this, but it looks like a common practice of duels in the day was for both parties to intentionally miss and then call the duel over. Mm-hmm. Both parties saving their honor. So they miss on, they're supposed to miss on purpose. Mm. Maybe you tried and just was a bad shot. A weird note here Alexander Hamilton's son had died in a duel at the same location in 1801, three years earlier. The U.S. invaded Canada, but fortunately it was back in 1812. During the War uh-huh. of 1812. Tijuana, Mexico. Tijuana was founded uh, as a city. Uh, and all the 18, 19, 20-year-olds that are in Southern California rejoice on July 11th because <laughs> they go down to TJ. I know, Matt, you've taken some trips down there. Yeah, it's um, it, interesting because they still have bullfighting there. And so I know it's uh, you know very controversial. You know, just to, just to check it out, I, I went. And uh, very interesting place to be. People really get into the bullfighting. You went to a bullfight, Matt? Yeah, yeah, they have. I would love that. That would be awesome. I would love to see a bullfight. Yeah, it was just um, like you expected. Um, You know, the different, all the pageantry and the different rounds that they have, and it's it's more of a like a art form. See, I thought it'd be like an alley, like a guy bare knuckle (laughs) fighting a bull. (laughs) Back in 1988, and I didn't know this of all the things that's come out about Donald Trump, that Mike Tyson hired him as an advisor. Back in 1988, <laughs> which just seems really strange. I would like to be on those one-on-one advising sessions to hear the deep thoughts that happened. Can you imagine that conversation from both sides, though? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Oh, I, I wish it would be a fly oh, on yeah. the wall for that one. How many crazy ideas could have been developed? It's a brain trust right there. I had in 1781, Thomas Hutchins was designated the U.S. geographer. And I didn't even know that that, that was a position, but, and I wonder if it still is. I have to check that out. But hey, I think you need to look into that. Wow. I want to do that. If that's still a job, I want it. It'd be like he's sitting in a room. Hey, where's uh, Jefferson City, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, uh, it's over. Let me show you on a map. It's over here. I bet it pays. I bet that job pays. What do you do all day? <laughs> he's looking at maps. He like got a uh, Rand McNally open. Somebody comes in and says, Hey, you want to go to lunch? And you like hold up your finger. And cause you're just looking at a, a road. <laughs> okay. Let's go. <laughs> 
kind of miss like having those big Rand McNally oversized maps that don't really fit on your lap and almost cause you to have an accident all the time. I still can't believe I was able to get around Los Angeles with no GPS. I don't know how right. I did it. I was once on a on a uh, date in uh, Los Angeles and got lost. And I uh, I hung my head out the window and I somebody was on the street and I yelled out, how do you get to sunset? <laughs> <laughs> and my voice cracked really awful. Suffice <laughs> so, it to say, there was not a second date. <laughs> That's not exactly the most masculine. Asking for directions anyway. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, so the car was, you're driving at like, normal driving speed yelling this out? Are you expecting to get a response back? <laughs> it must have been quick. It's only quick. How do you get this on time? <laughs> yeah. The guy's like, I was going to tell him too, but he's too far. I got the, uh, the uh, slap. Uh, <laughs> I can't even say it anymore. Ass slap in sports action. Yeah, the uh, minor leagues canceled all the seasons for all the teams. So really, the whole season. Uh, there will be no ass slapping in, um, you know, in all the small towns of America. I'm gonna slap a couple asses, like uh, kind of like tipping a forty to somebody's memory in their honor. Well, what about player development? I mean, it, you don't become a major league ass slapper overnight. You know, That's you know, true. yeah, you work your way up. You know, no. you need to you right. need to first go to Ogden, Utah, and then you need to go to Billings, Montana. You need to hit the circuit. You need to ride the buses and slap an ass for eight hours before you're a pro. <laughs> I can see like Russia. It's like Rocky Four, where they're in a lab coats and they have like a robotic arm slapping an ass and they're studying <laughs> with eighties eighties technology. Yeah, and they're gonna beat the Americans. <laughs> ass slapping robot. <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to another podcast quick. Yeah. Yeah. I, a podcast I've really been into lately. Uh, it's called the Amish baby machine. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Yeah. I, I comment quite a bit on Twitter back and forth with them, but it's a podcast. I really like, I'm really glad I found it. So I uh, just wanted to give them a shout out. So all right, shout out. Thank you all for listening to the think funny podcast for Nate Sadler and Aaron Donnelly. I'm Matt Donnelly. Please uh, check us out on Twitter at ThinkFunnyPodC1. Thank you. How do you get the sunset? Thanks for listening to Think Funny. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. If you have comments or topics for the guys, you can email them at thinkfunnypodcast at gmail.com. And check out AaronDonley.com for today's show notes and much more. Yeah.